Hey, everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Adam. And if you've been a long-time listener of the Almighty Podcast, these intros have been a little different lately, and uh, we finally have a little bit of freedom to talk about such things. So first off, uh, way back when, uh, oftentimes when I was introduced, I was Mike Atkins of Nerds on Earth or from nerdsonearth.com. I was a co-founder and a big cog in that machine for years, but have since gone entirely hands-off. So while it felt a little disingenuous to continue to say that I was from NOE, I would still encourage you to drop on by that site for all the nerdy things if that tickles your fancy. Lots of good folks over that way for sure. Uh, But in addition to my kind of disaffiliation from Nerds on Earth, or at least um, ceasing introducing myself as as, uh, being with or from them, We have stopped saying that we were brought to you by and produced by the Back Patio Network as well. And that has been something that uh, we've been doing for months, uh, which uh, astute uh, listeners might have uh, caught wind or or hints of of some changes to to yet come. And they finally come to fruition. We are no longer officially produced by them, though we are still supported by them in some interesting ways, which we appreciate. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, Adam, have always been a member of the Back Patio Network. I was one of the co-founders, but sadly we have left. I say we, my wife and I, Hannah, who I'm sure most of you have heard before, uh, we are no longer members of the BPN, but thankfully those great folks over there have decided to continue to host our Discord, so it's not like we're completely severed from them. Uh, We're just no longer going to be involved with the overarching organization that is Back Patio Network. And that being said, uh, we're no longer involved with the Patreon at all. So, you know, if you were supporting us there, or if you hadn't supported us that way yet and are, were looking for a way to support us, the, the best way to, you know, boost us up is really to leave an iTunes review or tell your best friend about My Hero Academia and then introduce them to the show, of course. Uh, but that, that's what keeps us going, you know, that and, and our communities we've got out there. So you used to be able to follow at Back Patio Network for all of the network news and everything. If you're just interested in Almighty Podcast or Kaio Cinema, make sure you're following us at Almighty Pod on Twitter, or I'm going to end up creating us an Instagram and a Facebook. Uh, so be on the lookout there if those are your social media platforms of choice. But, you know, we, we appreciate all of the word of mouth. We appreciate all the positive comments, and we love the fact that we have become, you know, friends with a lot of you out there. I mean, we hang out in the Discord all the time, and that's what keeps this show going. You know, that's why we sit down every week to record this or something about Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. We love to talk with you and meet you and get to know you. So the show is here for you, about you, and for, you know, all the things that are my hero, and that's how we want it to be. Right. And as Adam said, the back patio continues to host our little corner of Discord. Uh, You just got to scroll a little bit further down to find uh, the Almighty Pods channel. Yeah, I think we're listed under the other podcast section now. Right. And uh, it's it's a busy little Discord channel, if I say so myself. We're constantly chit-chatting in there. Um, I am pretty much always glued to Discord if I'm sitting at my office desk. Um, So I'm chiming in. Uh, with with regularity, and there are a lot of other voices that are contributing to all sorts of conversations. Just in the past week, there have been a handful of just hot debates flying through that channel. For instance, uh, we got into a big discussion over how and when My Hero Academia, the proper My Hero Academia, would be ending. And that turned into a whole fun conversation about uh, the the intric- intricacies and the the kind of uniqueness of this looming uh, 
quirk singularity theory that we kicked around and, and how Aerie might fit into how My Hero Academia will end and how quickly we think that stuff might roll around, how poorly Horikoshi might be handling some of this stuff. It was a whole bunch of hot takes all at once. It was a great conversation. No joke. Yeah, there was a lot there. And we also had fun, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, especially our coverage of the tail end of this last season of My Hero Academia, the anime, uh, there's been this running gag on the AMP about what it is that Skeptic did, the one mistake he ever made. Uh, And I started a hashtag Skeptic Conspiracy thread in our Discord channel where I just started spitballing all of these ideas of what it is that Skeptic might have been responsible for, that he's so embarrassed and that we continue to try to pigeonhole him into these big, wild kind of mistakes in his past. Uh, But I thought it would be more fun to think about some of his more mundane mistakes, like possibly uh, trying to push open a door that was clearly marked pull, for instance, and he's just super embarrassed (laughs) about it. You know, I actually had that happen to me the other day. There was an older man. I was trying to help him out because he was pulling on a door that said push. And I was like, sir, let me help you. And he looked at me and just said no as he continued to pull on it. And I was like, (laughs) okay. You were actively (laughs) hindering him, not helping him. Oh, it was really funny. Like the rage in his eyes at my wanting to help him. (laughs) It was was interesting. (laughs) We, uh, We even delved into some discussion about horror manga recently and um one of the members of the discord who's pretty active his name is omega he shared a couple of junji ito's uh, one shots in there uh, that are free to read online so we, we had a blast talking about that we got into another giant argument about one of my favorite my hero academia characters stain and whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy and where he falls on a moral and ethics scale uh which is super fun any given day you're Bound to find some sort of meme lying around in there um, from one person or another. Not, not not even exclusively my hero stuff. We talk about uh, and share memes regarding all sorts of anime titles. So even if my hero's not your jam, Dragon Ball's just not, you know not up your alley. There's probably some folks in there who would be happy to talk to you about whatever whatever anime it is that you like. In fact, uh, Stricken is one of the guys who's very vocal in the Discord as well, and he's constantly sharing titles of anime that sound like Mad Libs. But yeah, they really do sometimes. Yeah, somebody somewhere is loving them. And if you're one of those, then come and talk to Stricken. <laughs> because sometimes we try to engage, you know, he shares like his top five for the week. Um, and some of them sound interesting and some of them might be your favorite anime. So come and hang out with folks that are talking about the same things uh, that you are. Yeah, of note, I feel like there was a cooking anime recently that like I saw, I finally saw a gif of it. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? But now I kind of want to watch it. So... Maybe if the Discord keeps pushing for that, we'll do a special. Is it the Food Wars one that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, the Food Wars one. What? Okay, so the GIF I think you're talking about that got shared in the Discord was one where I was like, so did she take her shirt off because of what she ate? <laughs> oh, no, this was something else. It was one online. It was like two, I guess they were judges eating a bite of someone's food and their bodies, like their shirts, their clothing literally exploded off of their bodies. It was so good. Yeah. And I was like, I, I want to try some of whatever they're eating. <laughs> yeah. Now to, to be clear, the, the gift that was shared that I was referring to, there was no actual nudity. It was just heavily implied that somehow this woman was without clothes while she was enjoying this meal. And I was very confused about how these things happen. Assumingly because of the meal, it sounds like that's like the thing that happens in the show, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, is it T.W. Sang that had said that the person who either writes or illustrates for Food Wars used to be like a, a more graphic adult anime writer? 
I, I don't remember who mentioned it. Yeah, but I think that was said. Yeah, yeah, but it would make some sense given some of the visuals and descriptions of food and reactions to food that we've uh, talked about in the Discord. I can't imagine we're going to see Food Wars on Cartoon Network anytime soon. No, I highly doubt it. <laughs> and if you're new to My Hero, you would be in the right place in our Discord as well. Um, we've got a new friend called Busta Bust. Uh, he's new to me. I think Adam had said that he's been uh, a longtime supporter of of things that Back Patio has brought to tickle your ears over the years. Um, but he's new to My Hero and is watching and reading it. Um, I think he just finished the second season. Um, and it's super cool that he's got a space in our Discord channel to talk safely and spoiler free uh, about his theories, given where he's at and not everybody in the Discord is jumping on him and spoiling things. We're just encouraging him to think and loving just seeing how he's reacting to these things when they roll around. It's been super fun. It is. It is really cool. And lately, the, the hot topic this is one I think we posted about uh, today was that I got on the Almighty Pods Twitter feed this morning and saw where the concept of a traitor being amongst the ranks of the class 1A students at UA uh, has resurfaced in the manga. I was careful to avoid any, sp- I don't know that I saw who it was, just that that concept had rolled back up around. So out of curiosity, I went back and listened to the Almighty Podcast episode 42 in which um, that was a filler episode of ours where we covered uh, like a comic book, uh, like a CBR list of conspiracy theories um, and fan theories for My Hero Academia. And in the middle of that episode, at the actually at the very tail end, it was the last thing that we covered, uh, was the list of traitors. Do you remember all of the traitors on that list? Well, I remember thinking it was Nezu pretty much from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I know that um, I know that Hagakuri was on the list. In fact, I think Hagakuri was the one you and I both agreed upon was probably one of the easiest to pin down just because her quirk means she could be anywhere at any point in time listening in on anything. Correct. Um, I feel like it was either Kirishima or Kaminari, one of the one of those guys, because I get those two mixed up a lot. I don't remember which one I thought it was, though. I actually goofed them up in the Discord the other day. I had to go back and shamefully edit my comments. Nice. Um, because, <laughs> because I said that if we were going by the, uh, the Adam rule of Scar equals evil, then the traitor has to be either Nezu or Kirishima. Um, because Kirishima has that really light scar over one of his eyes. That's right. Which um, is almost very missable, like if you didn't know it was there. Right. Yeah, it's it's often forgotten. Uh, but some of the other uh, folks that were suspected by fans of different kinds uh, of being the traitor way back then were present Mike, who we thought that's highly unlikely. Um, he's basically only on the list because he was the one that suggested it. Like he was kind of like, Trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes, I guess. <laughs> kind of like, but I mean, the one who smelt it, dealt it, right? Right, right. Exactly like that. Um, <laughs> Ayoyama was on that list, and we had some suspicions about him, but mostly because he was weird. And that was even before he did the weird cheese and sleep watching Midoriya thing, uh, which I think might lend itself to him maybe trying to communicate subtly and cryptically to Midoriya now, like past that stuff. But back then, we weren't aware of any of that. Uh, Mei Hatsume. And Jiro were on that list, to which my really? response was, just leave them the hell alone. They're good yeah. girls. Uh, Shinso was on that list. Nezu, of course, as you covered. Monoma was one that you and I were intrigued by. I don't feel an ounce of, like, any sense that, that he would be a traitor. I, like, now that we know him so well, I feel like he's out of the picture for that one. 
Um, and then the last ones were Aisawa and Kaminari, who was basically under suspicion because he's goofy, I guess, and is just trying to divert attention away from himself. But the only way I could see Kaminari being a traitor is if he's been possessed and just doesn't know it, which I feel like he may be dumb enough to to be part of. Perhaps. I still think, like, even given all that we've seen just up through the anime, because this podcast, when we're covering My Hero Proper, is only anime current. So neither one of us are reading ahead in the manga. We're astutely trying our best to avoid some spoilers. It's a little impossible while you're running the Twitter account to stay 100% spoiler-free. Um, but I was happy that the person whose tweet that I saw just mentioned that the traitor concept had resurfaced. Um, and just based on what, what we've been exposed to, I still feel like Hagakure makes the most sense. Well, I got to say, I happen to be scrolling through my Google News feed today, and while you're right, we are just watching the show, we're not reading, I constantly see stuff pop up in my Google News feed that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't seen that, you know? Uh, And today, it it happened again. Um, The headline was all that I read, and it said, My Hero Academia Cliffhanger Opens Questions About Hagakuri's Quirk. And it happened to be around the time you were mentioning all this in the Discord, so I was like, ah, it's got to be Hagakuri. Like, <laughs> and you know what's funny is I, I had not even considered Hagakuri until a good friend of mine, actually uh, the friend that drew our portraits, our AMP portraits that people probably see in the Discord and on the Twitter, uh, she was the one that was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Hagakuri is definitely the traitor. And only based off the quirk alone. And after that, I was like, okay, it's got to be. It's got to be Hagakuri. So I feel maybe just that title. I'm like, huh, something had to have happened. Uh, what? I mean, but what needs to be different about her quirk for her to be especially suited to espionage? Like, she's, Nothing, she, is invi- she is the one what is invisible. Like, that's all she really needs. Invisible and quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all she right. needs. Totally. So I wonder <laughs> what in the world could it be that... Is raising and questions about her quirk. That's we strange. We likely won't know for years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, so <laughs> I will say, um, I had, I had, you know, as you were talking, I don't, I'm going to edit the sound of me typing out when, when I'm doing this, but I was reminded that some point on Facebook, I had seen a panel from something that I thought was a volume of Smash. It was like a vertical My Hero Academia comic strip, which is how Smash is presented for the most part. Um, and I thought maybe we just hadn't gotten to it, but when I started Googling for this thing, it came up as a panel from something called My Heroine Academia, Watashi no Hero Academia, um, which this this is entirely new to me. I've never even heard of this. Have you? No, I don't think I have. What is it? Uh, it's some sort of spinoff gag manga, um, but written and illustrated, I'm on the wiki now, written and illustrated by Yoko Akiyama. That's something else that we'll be covering on the AMP at some point, because uh, that's one more thing between us and socks and ties. So <laughs> in this panel, I'm going to share this to you in uh, in Skype. So I found this panel. And to for those of you who are who are listening, uh, it's a vertical panel. And it looks like Mei Hatsume has made this device that is like some kind of camera. And Ochako points it at Hagakure, who is like in her schoolgirl uniform, but you can't see her body because that's her thing. And she takes a picture. And when she looks at the picture on the camera, Hagakure looks scary. Like she, it's like this crazy mist shroud, demonic looking like cloud thing. It looks like Hagakure, not Hagakure. Well, it is Hagakure. It looks like Hagakure. My apologies. It looks like Kurogiri. Yeah, a bit. And it freaks out uh, Ochako. Um, and I wonder if 
I mean, this is a, it is an official thing, but it's not, it's hard to say that the My Hero Academia Smash volumes are canonical by any stretch. In fact, they cannot be. They're antithetical to canon in some places, but um, th- I wonder if, if that's a clue. Maybe. Um, who knows? Huh. Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, so we, I guess we'll, we'll find out in a couple years time, like Adam said, uh, <laughs> when we get around to being uh, current in the anime with where they are in the manga. So, um, lots of reasons to be a part of that discord and just, yes. just chit chatting, man. It's just fun and it's leisurely. And, uh, that is, that is the real lifeblood of this podcast. And so we definitely invite you uh, to plug into it and come and make some new friends. And again, we appreciate and thank the BPN for hosting our Discord still. We may just be a small subset of their Discord, but that means that if you join, there's like a whole other side of that planet for you to go and explore. They've got all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. So you get to be in the know-how of a whole network and possibly all these other podcasts and cool things coming down the line from them. So it's a fun place to be. That's true. Come for the AMP or Kyo Cinema and stay for Rocks and Rune Lords or any one of the other half dozen projects that Age the of Heroes, I think. has been doing. Age of Heroes yeah. is their, their live Twitch stream. So yeah, it'd be awesome. All right. Well, what do you say that we talk about My Hero Academia Vigilantes? I think that's a good idea considering we spent 15 minutes prepping up all of our friends on the Discord. We should probably talk about what they <laughs> want right. to hear. <laughs> they like to hear us talk about them and they know it. Yeah. If you would like to hear Adam and I talk about you... Come and join the Discord. Um, all right, so My Hero Academia Vigilantes is what we're covering in the absence of the anime. Uh, we are covering two chapters every other week, and so we are or episodes. Vigilantes is strange. We we vacillate between chapters and episodes, but we are covering chapters slash episodes ninety and ninety one this week. Yes, and ninety starts us off. Uh, it is named United Front. Right where we left off, basically last week, we know that the Underground Fight Club is getting gassed. People are turning into these. I don't want to say monsters, they're just all quirked up, and so they're starting to attack each other, and we've got three main heroes, I say heroes, not really, that we're following right now, which is O'Clock, we've got uh, the bunny girl, what is her name, uh, that the, she's referring to herself as? Uh, Tiger Bunny? Tiger Bunny, thank you. Uh, and then we've got Rappa, who we have met before, he's part of the show, so if you've watched the show, you've likely seen him during the Chia Hasaikai plan. Um, and then outside, where we get started off with this chapter, we see Tanama, who is just waiting. He's like, all right, you know, we, we got to wait until we hear from O'Clock or until he surfaces, and then we can kind of go in and do our thing. But until then, we need to stand back. And then he notices the smoke coming out of this area that the Underground Fight Club was being hosted at. And that's where we zoom back in, catch up on our, what I'm going to call heroes, our vigilantes. Yeah, I mean, one of them is a hero, like card sure. carrying and everything. He even showed that the physical card in one of the last couple chapters. And that is O'Clock, who is also going by Ripper uh, in this particular... Well, he's he's since ditched the the pseudonym. His cover has effectively and, and sufficiently been blown. Uh, and he is joined by uh, this young lady who is going by Tiger Bunny, but um, who grows up to be a, a pro hero in her own right called Mirko. Um, and she is a student at a, uh, a hero high school of some sort, but she's mischievous. Uh, and then you have Rappa, who isn't a hero, but is useful. And so he's been kind of deputized to be uh, helpful to O'Clock's ends. O'Clock is here again, just as a reminder, uh, to bust some drugs. Uh, but there are some people pulling some strings, manipulating this environment with this gas. Uh, and then a hand has been... Uh, reaching through little puffs of black smoke or mist uh, and 
stealing quirks um, as as they see fit as the uh, what would have been or what would what used to be spectators to these cage fights have now all joined this giant fray initiated really by Tiger Bunny initially. Yeah, that's true because she showed up and was just like, "Hey, let's fight," and then the whole place just started fighting. Which, to my chagrin, I guess is the right word. I have been told that her quirk does not include mesmerizing other people to fight her, which I thought would have been really cool. But <laughs> that's okay. See, I learned that in the Discord. Another great reason to hop in there. That's but true. anyways, O'Clock realizes that the employees of the underground match were prepared for this. They knew that something like this could happen. They're all wearing gas masks. So he zooms off, grabs three, comes back over to. Bunny and Rappa, they put on the gas masks, and uh, once they are all suited up, he's like, all right, we got to get out of here. Based off this layout, I'm thinking that we could probably go down the doors to the passages and emergency stairwell, and they've got like a small unit out there, but we should be able to take them out. It's not too far away. We'll be good to go. All I need you guys to do is get out there and be bait, basically. Keep, keep everybody distracted so that way I can take out this small little group. And uh, they are. I would say pretty excited about this. Like they both want to get back into the fray. Yeah. So a couple of things of note here on, uh, oh shoot, these pages aren't numbered. Page six um, of the, of this particular chapter. I think one of the things that I had complained about, what we vocally um, kind of were upset with uh, in one of the previous episodes was that the, uh, the bodyguards were just kind of, they, they weren't like thug bodyguards, you know, they didn't have that aesthetic. They were all in uniform. They look like rent-a-cops, I think is what you were basically trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I said was that I thought it was kind of silly that none of them seemed to be quirked individuals. Um, I had suspected that maybe they were, but O'Clock was too fast. But in one of these panels, one of them definitely has a quirk. So I'm glad that that got cleared up. It would make yeah. sense that if you're hosting fights between mostly quirked individuals, that if you're going to have some muscle... You need to be able to fight fire with at least some some measure of fire of your own. Uh, but yeah, O'Clock's plan here is basically to send Mirko and Rappa out into the crowd as a distraction. He is still trying to figure out what's going on with that black mist. Um, and he produces a gun, which he says it's more like a toy, but it can still fire. That was confusing. Yeah, and it's not been brought back up yet. Like, I don't think he's mentioned too much about the gun other than I guess he uses it here initially, but. Yeah, he just uses it to shoot out the cameras. So that that's what he's wanting Rappa and Mirko to do is basically uh, move about in the crowd so that he can get a sense of how that mist is operating. So he initially thinks that maybe it's working on um, by the sight of somebody in the room, but based on its movements, he uh, gets to the point where he realizes that it is somebody that isn't present, but is tracking them by cameras. So he begins to shoot them out and we are treated to, uh, did you ever watch Inspector Gadget growing up? Dude, absolutely. This totally looks like Claw. Yeah, like you only you never see the man's face. I mean, all for one, I still don't think there's only been maybe one time where we've seen more of his face, um, like something north of his nose. For the most part, it's because for the most time that we've seen him, most of that time, his like top half of his face has just been scar tissue from um the the beat down that he took from all might a long time ago but we've seen him since in flashbacks and his face continues to be obscured uh and here it's just cut off panel and it it did kind of remind me of of a claw from from there so he he's talking with kirogiri now and he's like well what do we do they've taken our eyes out and kirogiri's just like is that not why you dispatched him to the scene the ominous him dun 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 and we finally get kind of treated to this person that's been deployed. I mean, I think it was the last chapter, 89, where he came out onto the scene where he's just walking out of this elevator 
and he seems to be ready to take on whatever. Um, but we kind of get a glimpse of him. It's like we get an eye, so we kind of guess we can assume he's a Nomu. Uh, but we don't know who he is yet. We don't know if he's a Nomu we've seen before or someone we're oh, going to see again. Do you oh, think it's someone we've seen before? Yep. I think based on just the eyes that we have seen this specific person Nomu thingy before. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, Rappa immediately goes up to this thing and is like pretty excited. He wants to fight this guy to the death. He says he's my kind of guy. Uh, I mean, he is standing there with a very like unique striking pose i guess you could say he looks well trained and when he starts lashing out at rappa his arms extend and because we've been watching dragon ball z all i could think of was that it's got to be piccolo it's the demon hand that's right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he actually is able to knock the mask off of rappa and then he pushes him back entirely like he's able to completely knock him out and this is when bunny i I keep calling her bunny mirko pops in she's wanting to fight this guy and He's able to kick her right into the ceiling. I thought it was neat that he adapted his fighting style to be like hers. Um, I don't know that he necessarily did it on purpose, but I just kind of thought it was a nice attribute there. Um, But once he takes out Mirko, O'Clock is observing everything. He's like, all right, we've got to figure out something. What's going on with this guy? He jumps in and is like slashing up his arm and trying to protect his, at this point in time, friends, is what I'm going to call them, like his teammates. And uh, this... Nomu heals up like immediately and he's of course creakily like pointing at O'Clock saying you ready to ready to take him on uh, and that's the end of the chapter yeah so, so you think this last panel here where we're like zoomed in on his eye and we kind of see it and he, he is recognizing O'Clock you think this is maybe the Nomu that attacked uh Oh, what's his name? Uh, Endeavor. Fire. Endeavor? Yeah, that, I That do. would make sense, because at one point in time in the anime, they mentioned that he was based off of um, a fighter of some kind, and they showed a ring, I think. Oh, shoot. I didn't even remember that. You remember that? that? Like, because uh-huh. it's it's during the um, the scene with Kurogiri, actually, and it's the big reveal that Kurogiri is uh, Aizawa and present Mike's friend. Shirakumo. And they're talking about, like, I want to say that they're talking about how they know that the Nomu that fought Endeavor was just an empty husk and its body was based off of some old fighter. And that that's why it had such a, like, spicy attitude. Or they they said something funny about it. I I guess you're right. I guess this is that Nomu. I I think that this is, like, version 1.0 of 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 what ends up being the high end. And I'll tell you why. I guess this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but... um, Later on into uh, episode 91, uh, which is titled Plan B, uh, O'Clock is kind of evaluating this guy's movements. And what he comes to realize is that the guy's quirk doesn't match with this fighting style that he seems to have down as a muscle memory. So he's like, this guy has trained with a very specific fighting style, but then now this quirk thing is throwing all of this off. And so he's he's seeing that there's a mis- a mismatch here. Something's not right. Uh, and so what I suspect is, so he, he talks about him having the ability to kind of like rearrange the molecules of his arms. I think he calls it like instant regeneration. We'll get to the term when we get there. Instant but he also is noticing uh, that he has this insanely fast healing capability. I'm wondering if what what has gone on is this guy was king of the ring, basically, in, in some version of the same fight club that we're seeing now. Um, and he was recruited by All for One and Kirogiri, 
Uh, and at that time, he was a really good fighter who could regenerate, which made him like a beast to knock down, for instance, in the ring. That would give him longevity, stamina. So he would just wear other people down, right? And so they take that as the base and they give him this new quirk. Um, and it throws off that fighting style that he had before. He's still growing accustomed to it. So I think that this is like he's been granted this new quirk and maybe his healing abilities has allowed him to host it. It's kind of like the Wolverine gets picked because yeah. his healing abilities allow him to tolerate that poisonous adamantium, right? Dude, I um, like that. That's a really cool theory. So that's that's where I'm at. I still think, too, I think I said this in the last episode, that he fails. What We don't get to see the end of that in episode 91, um, but we're given the impression that he's there as backup, I guess, to help acquire now, at this point anyway, O'Clock's Quirk. Um, but we know that All for One gets O'Clock's Quirk not here in a different scenario. So this dude fails. He gets beat. I, I hate to like bury that, um, you know, uh, or spoil that for later. But um, this fight continues between these guys. This this dude's arms are flying all over the place. And uh, O'Clock decides that it's time for the titular plan B. Uh, and we get we're treated to a short kind of scene where all for one and uh, Kurogiri are talking and they're frustrated. They can't even see this big fight. They're excited to see this thing that they've created go up against a legit hero with a desirable and powerful quirk in O'Clock. Yeah. All for one even says it's the title fight and we can't even see it. Like he's super frustrated and Kurogiri makes a mention of maybe him needing to clear the arena himself. But all for one is like, man, I, I don't think I would advise that at the moment. This is just an underground fight club riot. It's not a big deal. But if it continues to escalate, maybe possibly going to summon in All Might. He doesn't even say his name. He just shows like a, there's like an outline there. And uh, it's funny because he goes into it. He's really frustrated. He's like, it's him, him, him. It's always him. My own personal bugbear. Uh, but he says, for today, I'll settle for just two or three missing persons. And uh, we get back into the fight, and O'Clock is breaking down everything that he's seeing, and he's talking exactly, basically, everything that you just laid out, saying, like, hey, he's got cellular propagation, is what he calls That's it. That's the term, yeah. Um, cellular propagation at lightning speed. That lets him heal his body, alter its structure, and bulk up on the fly. But because of this, it's also messing with his whole martial arts vibe. Um, at first, he thinks maybe it's mimicry, but he kind of realizes that, like, no, there's no way. This is just ingrained into his muscle memory. But then he says, hey, too bad for him. My fighting style is exactly meant to take out fighting styles like this. This kind of quirk with this type of opening, this type of vulnerability is exactly what his quirk is built for. He's able to get in into those like quick scenarios that he needs to. And in this case, he's slicing up the tendons of this Nomu's muscles. And even though his muscles are going to be healing back, I mean, he already knows that that'll happen. He's doing it so quickly that they're at least hampering the Nomu for now, allowing his teammates to come in and do their job of plan B. Yeah. And what this effectively amounts to is Mirko making a mad dash for the door. Um, it wouldn't, I mean, I, we don't know much about her quirk, uh, but I would assume that, you know, speed, I would think makes, so. makes some sense. I mean, it's not like they have the rabbit versus the hare story for a reason or anything, you know? Yeah. Tortoise versus the hare. Tortoise versus rabbit the hare. Rabbit versus the hare. It'd, it'd be a dead heat. It would be. Uh, yes. <laughs> Man, it's those sayings. I'm always super close, but not quite yeah, there. That's funny. Oh, that was another thing that we did in the Discord recently. <laughs> was make fun about, of me? Huh? Well, yeah, uh, that that too. But yeah. we we uh, we we were spitballing if we were going to turn uh, either the AMP or Kyo Cinema into a drinking game. How would we do it? And there were some really funny ideas for 
the the things that we would say or do that would uh, that would be the prompt for you to take a drink. That was fun. At one point in time, one of our listeners in the Discord had a full list of all of the words that I got incorrectly, like all the made up words that I've used. Uh, all the sayings I've not done right. It was it was a fun list. He was keeping up with it for quite a long time. Oh, that's fun. So Mirko is making this dash just, just to get out of here. Um, but it seems like this Nomu dude is under strict orders not to let anyone leave. And so she becomes his number one priority, even though uh, Knuckle Duster is, or O'Clock, Ripper, one of those things, uh, that he's he's right in front of him and that he's lost Rappa, at least for the time being. But he starts extending one of his arms out, uh, presumably to arrest this retreat of Mirko. She's, she's really close to the door when uh, Ripper finally reasserts himself uh, and Rapper being on the other side. And they kind of go in for this double whammy attack just long enough to buy Mirko that split second that she needed to actually break out or get out of this underground cage fighting arena. These few panels were so reminiscent of the MSJ incident where... Um, USJ? The USJ, not MSJ. Don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> the USJ incident where our uh, speed hero that I cannot think of his name, Ida, was getting away from Kurogiri. Yeah, yeah, very true. You know, man... We've been apart from 1A for so long. Like, I don't blame you for dropping Ida's name. That's why, that's what I said I got uh, Kaminari and Kirishima mixed up the other We, Because of the way that season six was structured, season six, season five, which one was it? Season five. I don't even know. Yeah, season five. Season five <laughs> so, was, yeah, you're right, because we ended with the villains. Yeah. And we had like a couple of weeks of episodes of villains. So yeah, you're totally, it's been at least four months since we've seen 1A. Yeah. And so basically the end of this chapter for 91 is the explanation of what plan B is and then its final execution. Plan B is to get Mirko outside so that she can talk to uh, Tanama and play their ultimate card. Uh, and so she does uh, leap free of the building uh, and she's jumping around outside asking where Tanama is because uh, she, she says, I got a message from you from old Scruffy down there, which I thought was a funny callback because you remember right before he went in that Tanama was giving a hard time about mm -hmm. his, uh, his, his five o'clock. Shadow, yeah, yeah. but at this shadow. point in time, it's got to be like two days worth of shadow, right? Because he his hair grows so fast. Oh, clocks does. Yeah, I thought that was like one of his things. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've heard that. Is that a thing? I, I might have just made it up. I don't know. <laughs> no, now I'm questioning. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, she's she says that she's got this message where, uh, and the message is call you know who call number one. We need All Might. So despite uh, All For One's best efforts, it seems like All Might is due on the scene. This will be, what, his second time being really uh, on the scene in a major way in Vigilantes? So. The the Sky Egg incident and now this? Yeah, I believe so. Because the first time we saw him in Vigilantes proper was with the Sky Egg incident when he was coming in clutch with Captain Celebrity. Um, so I think this will only be the second time. Yeah, and he's been, you know, bumming around as a... As uh, Jinko Jeans All Might a little bit in Vigilantes as well. Yeah, that's true. I I'm really surprised that we've not seen a skit or a gag on the the whole like, hey, let's dress up as All Might, but it's three people in a you know fake All Might <laughs> suit or something like that. Like feels the like some rascals. Yeah, that feels like loan. something that would fit into Vigilantes, like one of the fun little like one panel skits that we used to see. Maybe it's in one of the Smash volumes that we haven't covered yet. We need to get another Could one be. of those in sometime soon. Could be, yeah. I think we've um, only done two and there's five. I'll tell you Smash this, though. 
we're not covering any more. I'm not covering any more of them novelette things, the school briefs. And <laughs> you didn't bro. like those very much, did you? <laughs> I mean, I did one as a filler episode um, just because, you know, if it was my hero academia content, I was willing to at least give it a shot. And it was OK. Second one uh, just wasn't good. I mean, I mean, I'm not the target market. Let's be honest. I'm I'm mid thirties. These things are clearly written for people who are in like I don't know sixth, seventh grade. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so put, I put on your middle school them. goggles. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was a couple of funny bits that I think I ended up sharing in one of those episodes where I was first complaining about those things. But the sad thing is, I bought I think four or five of them already. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like anticipating. So uh, next yard sale I have, uh, swing on by my house and I'll hook you up with the first that's, four or five uh, volumes of school briefs. That's what we're giving away for our hundredth episode uh, oh, prize. That's a fun idea. Let's do it. <laughs> you can you can win Atkins's stash of school briefs volumes. They could all be yours. Oh, that's man. hilarious. I love it. We're doing that. That's going to be one of the gag gig- giveaways for uh for the hundredth uh, episode. That's awesome. Well, so I think... you you didn't have any suspicions about um, this guy based on what little facial features that we did have, the Nomu? No, not really. I mean, I just assumed it was another high end Nomu. We we know that they exist, especially since Kurogiri's around. I didn't even think about it being the same one that Endeavor fought until you said said something about it, like while we were recording, and then it dawned on me, like. Oh yeah, there was a whole thing where they even mentioned that he was like some fighter or something that that they I guess killed and turned into a Nomu, and that was why they used him because of his fiery personality. Or they, I feel like that's what they said, because uh, I think it was Gran Torino telling Aizawa and President Mike a little bit more about the high end Nomu. Gotcha. Yeah, so. I, I I theorized that it had to have been a Nomu or some bioengineered something or another. Just based on the company that it was keeping, I mean, we knew it was Kurogiri and All for One before uh, these sure. two chapters. Um, but yeah, you catch in the in in the end of the chapters we covered in our last episode, you get no defining features of this guy. He's just no. wearing a hoodie, and it's yeah. got like maybe his hands down by his side, or even in his pockets. I can't remember. But in this one, you get a glimpse of his eyes, and even of his mouth. It looks like um like a stitched, almost scarecrow like mouth. And that was the thing that I was like jumped onto Google and I, and I typed in like high-end Nomu Endeavor and you could see uh, similarities between what this guy ends up looking like uh, in, in that particular fight, which is years down the road from this particular point um, and, and what he manifests himself as now. Even some similarities in quirks. Like I think that Nomu, uh, when he was fighting Endeavor, also had the demon's hand stretchy arms bits. So. Yeah, I think so. And you know, it was funny, two things. Sometimes I feel like I come up with my best thoughts and theories in midst of recording. Like they're not things I've sat down and thought about, but then you react to something I say and it sends me down this trail of like, oh, but what if? Um, and, and then secondly, it feels like, I, I guess with Kurogiri, I was kind of confused to not see him here. I mean, I knew that he had been around for a while, but as far as timelines go, I'm curious when this is taking place because... I kind of was under the impression that Kurogiri was made to protect or take care of Shigaraki based off of what we saw in the anime of him saying that he was only there to like, like he was only asking questions about Shigaraki. The fact is that he's here and Shigaraki's nowhere to be seen. We don't even know if All for One has picked up Shigaraki yet. Kurogiri had to have existed before that, so maybe they reprogrammed him at some point, which just kind of opens up this whole idea of like, Holy cow, they can really change these things as they want on a need by need basis. So their powers are like limitless when you really start thinking about these nomus and how they utilize them. Yeah. And so, as far as like timeline is concerned, 
or or even orders are concerned might be. I don't know that reprogramming maybe that maybe that is the right term, but I think it would have been a simple thing for all for one to just be like Kurogiri, your your Shigaraki's right hand man now. And he yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I, I don't know if he's let's think. So this takes place five years before My Hero Academia. Well this particular chapter is though, this takes place before all of the vigilante stuff because it's yeah. when O'Clock was a hero, which makes me go back into like Okay, so when did Kurogiri or when did Shirakumo's body get turned into Kurogiri? Because he looks in this like he does in all the other formats we've seen him in, which right. means that like under the husk that is Kurogiri could just be Shirakumo's like young adolescent body. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously not aged. Like these bodies aren't aging with the Nomus, I can't imagine. Because this has got to be if if uh Miriko is in school and she's about to graduate. She would have been in school with like Aizawa and some of the other heroes that we know, I think. Yeah, around that age, or maybe Aizawa's a little older. I always right. got the sense that like uh Knuckle Duster definitely is is probably a few years older than Aizawa. Um, but Aizawa is like he's he's an adult that's close to that age, you know. Um I, I think that was always my impression, but maybe I just think all middle age ish people <laughs> are around the same age, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I don't know. I, just I had some interesting thoughts with this chapter as far as timeline goes, but outside of that, I hadn't thought too much about Nomu until you said something. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is cool. I'm I'm curious to see. It, it is kind of neat seeing seeing the end product and then kind of hitting rewind. And this series has done that a couple a couple times for us. I mean, that's. And it's baked into its nature is the fact that this precedes my hero. And so we do get to see development that otherwise would have been left uh, off the table. And so it's it'll be cool to see. So right now we think that he maybe has his base quirk plus one. Um, so what else gets injected into him that we're aware of? I'd have to rewatch the endeavor. Like he ends up being able to fly at some point. And mm-hmm. I don't suspect he can do that now. So maybe that's coming. Um I don't remember exactly all the other things he was able to do, but uh, yeah, I definitely think that more th- more things are coming his way, um, and that he still fails. Uh, he gets beat here somehow, or at least is left somewhere, or retrieved. It could be that uh, Kurogiri and All for One decide to beat a tactical retreat with this guy and say, "Listen, he's not getting the job done. Pull him back, and we'll we'll soup him up and send him out for a second try later on." Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. So we do know that uh, I think that they fail. I think that uh, O'Clock gets out, hopefully with the drugs that he confiscated intact. I mean, he's he's been in some scraps since then, and he basically stole hypodermic needle. So hopefully it, it comes out intact, and this little sting that he and the police have orchestrated uh, works successfully, and it uh, is really the thing that starts turning their attentions towards all of this uh, drug trafficking stuff that has been a major part of both uh, Vigilantes that takes place in the future relative to where we are in this particular moment uh, in the series and also in My Hero. And it would be really cool if they did a bit of a twist and he ended up having to use the trigger to get out of this. O'Clock? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That'd be kind of a cool, fun thing. I don't think that'll happen, but it would be neat. Or if you just gave it to Rappa, Rappa would eat that up. Oh, man, yeah. Maybe that's why Rappa's so, like, much more swole in the show. Because he's, I would say he seems to be drawn significantly smaller than I remember him from the show. Because he was huge in the show. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely younger now. That's um, true. He's had time to pump up the muscles, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. But still still very much the same Rappa that we all know and love. Yes. One of my fav- top five characters probably in all of my hero everything, Rappa for me. He's pretty cool. Yeah, I like him. But man, I think that'll wrap us up for these episodes, pun intended. Yeah. These two these two chapters were just a lot of combat, uh, and so they move pretty swiftly. Uh, so I imagine that we're pretty much towards the end of that. Um, who knows? I mean, I, c- I can't imagine All Might gets there and it drags on for five chapters more. I, I think that he swoops in and does the Sky Egg thing where, like, he's on panel for, or he's on the page for, like, six panels and it's already done. And everybody's like, wow, he's real fast, you know? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It would be uh, cool to see a big All Might one all-for-one fight, but I don't think it'll happen here. No, maybe even that's why Kirogiri ends up extracting uh, the Nomu is they get wind that All Might's on his way, and that's basically a resource and an investment on their yeah. end, and they're like, get that thing out of here before All Might gets his hands on it. <laughs> big red button, big red button. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, man. These, it's, it's kind of a bummer only reading two chapters at a time. I really want to see how this resolves and where Vigilantes moves forward after we're through with this... Um, this flashback sequence, it's kind of, sometimes I forget that this is kind of like uh, an excursus in the middle of uh, Vigilantes, that there's a presence to catch up to where things are still happening. And, you know, uh, Pop is still recovering in a hospital and Six is still out there vowing revenge and vengeance. You know, how does all of this uh, stuff play out in the rest of uh, Vigilantes? It it doesn't end in a hundred uh, chapters. I think I think that much is pretty much guaranteed or sure. I don't remember yeah, what number I they're think on now. They're into a hundred and ten. I think that was okay. the most wow. recent. I mean, it definitely is an ending in nine chapters, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> like we just finished ninety one. <laughs> definitely, yeah, it is definitely not ending in in nine chapters. Uh, we we definitely have a a lot more to go. I think I would be surprised if they ended up ending it anytime soon. Really, I mean, I. I Gosh, I just, I can't imagine. Hold on, I'm looking at the full list right now. So they're into chapter 114. So we've got roughly 30-ish chapters if we're at 90, right? Yeah, 24, something like that. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I can't imagine them ending this in 30 chapters. But we also don't know. We we have no idea. So. But we'll get there eventually. We will. Hopefully, maybe we'll. I'm tempted, man. Like at some point the anime's, uh, date is going to be announced for when it resumes and i don't want to walk away from an unfinished vigilantes before then so maybe we maybe we end up stomping on the accelerator again to try to wrap vigilantes if it ends like if the manga ends before the anime actually picks back up i would be good with that give the anime a little bit of time to build up a few episodes yeah we'll we'll have to see because you know our format when the anime is on two episodes anyway um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it all plays out. We're just along for the ride and you can join us by becoming a member of our discord. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and Man, we're going to have to call this episode, come join our discord at this point. I think, I think so. I am definitely going to, cause it's basically been a 45 minute ad for the discord. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. But if you like this show and you enjoy Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z stuff, go check out Kyo cinema. It's our other show. It is on all the podcasting platforms. Leave it an iTunes review. We'd appreciate it too. That is true, um, because it is no longer behind a Patreon wall. It is accessible and therefore iTunes reviewable. And if you are not aware of what that is, we are watching all Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super um, movie offerings and OVAs and specials. And this coming week, a week from uh, when this episode of the AMP goes live, 
we're going to be covering the Bardock OVAs, both um, Bardock, the father of Goku, and episode of Bardock. Yes, and we always release those every other Monday. That way you can read your vigilantes one weekend, and then you can watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z the next weekend, and have a lovely podcast to wake up to Monday morning. That's right. Every Monday, you can listen to Adam and I jaw, and literally every day of the week, you can drop in on the Discord, chit-chat with us and our friends, our pals, our homies, uh, and just plug into a pretty, pretty welcoming and awesome community. Absolutely. And we'll see everyone next week. See you guys. Dis- not disability, but um, oh, what is the word I'm wanting to use? Handicap? No, it's not even a handicap. I don't know. My brain's totally blanked. It's it's causing. Um, let's see. What are you talking about? An opening? A An weakness? opening? Yeah, a weakness. Oh, no. okay. I guess. No, no, no. Now I know what what term you're trying to think of. Hold on. One of the two of us will get it here in a second. Not a weakness. I mean, that is what you're talking about. A vulnerability. Vulnerability, that's the word I was looking for, yeah.